The, the reason I like breaking things down is because you gotta you gotta pull yourself out. We're not talking only about a piercing on a, on a boy's face or his ears. We're talking about the Indian, the sugya, okay? And apply it as with everything. Apply your training to really understanding what's happening. Okay. The question is, he said, I would like to have matching to my bracelet. I would like to have an earring, right? And then he forgot about it. So what are we supposed to do? So we have part of the world that would say, listen, you know, we don't support anything that's not, you know, um, the, the way we live our lives. It might be an isser, but even if the Rav says it's not an isser, but we're not going to support that. That's those people. We believe that the kids who we support are healthier emotionally, um, and we're, we're doing great, Baruch Hashem, of getting kids away from suicide and drugs and all of that. So we're doing it for a treatment to show them support. But in our sugya of where we should support them, but he didn't say, I want it. So we would say, if the kid says, I want it, so we would, those who understand what we're trying to achieve, we would understand, okay, he says he wants it, he's going to get it anyway, like you just said, they're going to get it even if they have to take a needle. Ugh, disgusting story, and pierce her own eyebrow in unsterilized needle because her parents didn't let. So we understand if the kid says, look how, look how much we steigt already. The boy says, Tati, I want an earring. We are already trained that it's going to happen. Let it happen with Tati. And Tati's going to say, okay, I'll go with you. And we'll pick it out. We'll choose it because he's going to do it anyway. We want him to feel supported because those kids are the healthiest kids, but they also end up pulling it out the fastest. That's the counterintuitive thing that people think, oh, you're supporting bad behavior. No, that helps them unpierce themselves faster, okay? So it's the same thing with whatever the Mishigas is, you know, under my Hadracha, with your Rav, of course, we are a team, but the concept is they're going to do something. They have it in their head. And... They're going to do it. And when we say, no, I don't think it's a good idea, in our sugya, we already know for the last 4,000 times, they didn't stop. So they're going to do it. So the idea is to support it. As long as your rabbi lets you, which they do, and you know, you'll know you ask him, then we support it. So we also, that, that wasn't the question here either, because everybody, everybody here who's trained on this mahalach understands, of course I'm going to buy it for you. But the question was, but then he forgot about it. So that gets very complicated. It's an excellent question. So now we have to break it down very, very deep. A long time ago, one of the first TP parents, their son got an earring. And it was very hard for them, of course, that their son is wearing an earring. It's not the way we do things. And and they got the, the whole idea of twisted parenting. They got the idea that I'm going to support things that I, I, I hold are bad or, or illegal or, uh, uh, I mean, against like, you know, normal halacha as long as the Rav lets, but I'm going to support this bad stuff. And here, the kid had an earring. So the mother went ahead and went to Yisrael and she told her son, who's wearing an earring, I want to get you a Shabbos earring. Now, at first glance, it sounds like a joke, but let's understand a woman who has an earring, any women here have earrings? Anyone have Shabbos earrings? Of course you do. Of course you Oh, he didn't, he didn't know. She don't have special earrings for Shabbat? If not, this, now you know what to get her. Okay? You have nice dress, dress earrings. So is that funny? It's not funny. It's a normal thing that if you have an earring, you have Shabbat earrings. Or you have 
longer earrings for weddings and stuff like that, and you have studs and you have all different types, and you have reasons why. Once a boy puts on an earring, so in this prat, he feels towards this thing the same as your daughter does. So why is it such a joke that he needs a Shabbat earring? Everybody who hears the story right away laughs. laughs. What does he need a Shabbat earring for? But that's because you don't wear earrings. But once a boy is wearing earrings, then why shouldn't he need a Shabbat earring? If you have the mindset that I wear jewelry, so why not Shabbos jewelry? So what happened was, she went there to Israel, it was very hard for her, and she told him, I want to get you an earring for Shabbat. And he said, wow, he was very touched, and they went shopping, they actually went to Meisharm, and it was a little bit difficult because she walked in, and she's like, where's the jewelry section? And they said, she goes, no, I need the men's jewelry department, and you know, they don't have one. You know, so she went to the behind the counter, the lady is there, you know, and she's picking earrings, and she says, Who, who's this for? And she says, for him. You know, and then all of a sudden the, the sales girl just like, Atzala. You know, it's like, what? Okay, and they, you know, they only sell two and you really only need one. And um, so, yeah, even if you, if you didn't keep Shabbos, but a Shabbat earring, Shabbos earring. The point is that he felt, this is the twist, that boy felt in that matzah that he is in, he felt supported, that you get me that I wear earrings. So you got me an earring, I feel supported. You got me a Shabbos earring, I feel supported. And the result of that is, today, and I just saw him, he doesn't wear earrings. And he's also doing great. He's, he's a part of the family. And he's married. And I saw him at a Kiddush. I mean, it's just... So what we're doing, what we're suggesting, is not because we want them to have these things. It's because at this point they need it. They identify with that. And they need it. And they're either going to do it without your support or they're going to do it with your support. So now let's get this on a deeper level. First of all, if your child is not going to do this, if he's not going to get an earring, and he only mentioned it, but he didn't mention it because he decided he doesn't want it, then there is zero chance, zero chance, that if you buy him an uh, earring, that he's going to say to himself, oh, I really don't want to wear this, but you know, I, li- I listen to everything my parents say. You know, so how could I not? You know, so I'm stuck because I always listen to everything they say. No. If he doesn't want to wear it, he's not going to wear it. If he's not holding by it. If she's not holding by this short of a miniskirt, you don't have to worry. Kids don't say, well, I really wanted a longer skirt, but my parents got me such a mini. You don't have to worry about it. You're safe. They don't get worse by our supporting them. We try to be on target and not over-support, but if you do, they're not interested. They always have their line. To us it looks like, you know, it looks like it's all hefker. It's not. It's a cheshman. When the girl is up to the miniskirt, you know, six inches above the knee, and you get ten inches above the knee, she's going to say, I don't wear this. And we've done this many times where we had parents buy something shorter, and, and they say, oh, it's great. Do you mind if I, if I uh, trade it in for something longer? They have a cheshman. They're not just, I'll be the worst that I could possibly be. And not only they have a cheshbon, when they are at this level, they look down at the people who are doing worse than them, including if they're not doing drugs or if they're smoking weed, but they're not doing hard drugs, they look down at them and they say, Meshuggah, cocaine, a week later it could be them. Until they break and need it and fall, they look down at the people lower also. Look at the girls. They say, well, I'll hug or I'll kiss, but I would never do that. And they end up doing that. And then, so 
they don't want to be bad, and they're trying to hold themselves up. So in case you go ahead and you get him an earring, you get him, forget about earring, the thing that's too low that they expressed, again, under doctor's orders, okay? Don't, don't apply this without me. But in concept, under the part that they are and you supply it, number one, I do not believe that they will do that low thing and become that person that they were not ready to be, number one. So I'm not scared. But here's the benefit. Because if I'm doing that, what does a child feel? Supported. Supported. Accepted. It's like if you, if you, if you, you, you get to give acceptance with a, let's say an 80 or 90% chance that he's not even going to wear the earring. Because he's, he's not, he mentioned it, but he's not holding by it, if he's not holding by it. So you have the highest chance, and yet he really feels accepted. Now, how, how do you figure this out? Okay. And this is super hard. Clappy, this child, with regard to this child, they're not religious. They're not in, in the box. They're in a different category. So try to really understand a person's mindset in that category because if the medicine is acceptance that the child feels my parents accept me, which I've been proving and proving that that really is the medicine, you get the most acceptance when you really, really... So now let's make this easy for you. What happens if you have a daughter... And she says, oh, wow, you got me this beautiful bracelet. I would love matching earrings. And her birthday is next week. And you wanted to buy her something that you know she wants, but she didn't mention it afterwards again. Well, what if it's your wife? What if your anniversary is coming up in a month, and she goes ahead and she's passing, she sees an advertisement in the magazine, of the watches, she says, wow, that, that's a great watch, I would love that. But she didn't mention it again. Like, what, do we become dumb? Like, I don't know if she wants it. You knew she wants it. You know she wants it. So let's say you wanted to be nice to her. Right? I mean, what would be the biggest chance that, that she's going to be happy? Is you're going to get her the thing, and she's going to say, Wow, you listened. You, you, you heard me. I spoke about it, and you, you picked it up. You heard what I said. You're not deaf. Like you always were for 40 years. You became, you, you hopped. And she's going to be appreciative that you know what I, what I need, you know what I like, you were sensitive, all good stuff, right? Ladies, just raise your hand if you're with me on this. Okay, the ladies know, right? So all of a sudden, we have to now, Nebuch, take this concept and place it on your son. And we become dumb. Uh, so what should I do? Uh, I'm not making fun of you. But not, not you. It was like totally lost. Like, why are you lost? You knew what he wanted. He told you what he wanted. He will vavadai. First of all, he won't do it if he's not holding by it. He'll say, oh, okay, maybe I am, but I don't know. You can't push him into it. You'll make him feel all those feelings that you women liked. You'll make your son feel. He'll feel appreciated and understood and heard and loved and wanted and accepted. And I got news to you. Even on that percent that he wouldn't have done it, I am telling you, it's Kedai for him to have all those feelings. He'll end up taking it out and will achieve the, the, the real thing that we're up against, the mental health. That he should be happy and stable. And from one day, it'll happen from these feelings that, that is a vadai. And everybody agrees. In other words, even the people that don't chap what we're doing, but they do agree that the kid feels accepted and loved and wanted and heard. 
They just can't figure out, like, why is that important? And I'm like, why can't you figure out that that's the medicine? Why can't you figure out that, that when the kid wants something that we don't hold of, that not supporting it doesn't accomplish anything? It doesn't bring anybody back. Because, no, I don't want them to be spoiled. I'm worried that they're going to go further. If you're going to have everything, why should they ever come back? And they drop the whole power of influence, which was really the message of the Chazanish, as we learned, and the Baal Shem Tov, and every Gadol that there are hundreds of stories. It's influence. It's all about power of influence. And they take a huge power, which will affect the rest of the life of the child, Next year, five years, ten years, marry a Jew or not a Jew, be anti-Jewish, anti-mental health issues, hospitalizations, drugs, a whole bunch of battles, and they take the most powerful thing of feeling loved, cherished, beloved, which you would get all of those things if you get that thing, and Adarabba, it's even more powerful because he didn't ask for it, and they give all of that up on some kind of a... Clear? We're looking for him to have the feeling that I am loved and cherished no matter the way that I act. Because that settles him down, it calms him down, and actually causes the person to act the way that you wanted them to. That's what's so paradoxical and counterintuitive that makes people, well, you bought your kid an earring? They don't stick around for the end of the story. First of all, they don't know the diagnosis. They don't know what you're up against. They don't understand. They understand you send your kid to Utah. They understand you send your kid to a mental um, hospital. But they can't understand that you are trying desperately to heal your kid in a way that has a much higher success rate. And the way to do it is that you are the mental hospital (laughs) Right, that explains what's going on in your house, right? You notice? Your house is the mental ward. Your house is the psych ward. Your house is the, is the, is the, is the rehab. You are doing all of this, and that's why you have to be so trained to get it, and it comes with giving the child the hergish, the feeling. You are beloved to me. And when you get that, and you, you take the Yiddishkeit right now, and we say, I'm not gonna hold it against the child, then you think deeply, what's gonna blow his mind? What is going to make this kid, like you saw Baruch Hashem from the new videos of the, the two new bombs that were dropped, which is so, it's so beautiful, right? That they're dying for just acceptance before they even open the gifts, both of them, both of them. I showed it to Rabbi Zohar, the video of the other person, and his son, who was off the derech and who came back, his famous son, who came back at 27, was there. And I played it to them. And right away, the son started crying. He couldn't stop himself. Three minutes, the whole video, he cried. Cried the whole video. He couldn't believe what we're doing to these children. And we changed their destiny. Because they, they, they're not homeless. If they're not homeless, they don't have to kill themselves. They don't have to go on heavy drugs. Whatever they're going to do in the future is better off, Bezrat Hashem. Because we gave them a safe, secure haven. And how did you make it safe and secure? By doing this. For looking for ways that will impress upon them that we support you and you and the you that you are and don't be ashamed. And what happens is they just, ah, oh, they just calm down. The fight is over. There's no rebellion. You're left with dysfunction. Okay. There's no, no rebellion anymore. So that's what the, the, the homework is. Look for what's going to blow your kid's mind that I accept you. And like I told you, sometimes it's the cheapest thing in the world to do. It's not about money. It's about acceptance. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.